Hello everyone and welcome to the One Point Safety Show with Scouse Andy and Scott. This is a Washington Commanders and NFL podcast with a twist. We'll give you weekly updates on the trials and tribulations of the Commanders and have special guests along the way. Anyway, that's enough ramble for now. On with the pod. So hello everyone and welcome back to the One Point Safety Show with myself, Scott Hartley, and my glorious co-host with the Washington One Point Safety hat on today. It's Scouse Andy. How are you, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. We are joined today and it's going to be a great pod. I'm sure it is. Well, we're going to try and make it a great pod after the weekend's result. But well, we've got a superstar, by... yeah. We've got a we superstar have got a superstar on the show, so... Exactly. <laughs> Rejoined, um, second time on the pod by Alid. Um, what's your handle? Is it Welsh Commander or is it uh, at, at Wales Commanders? At Wales Commanders, there you go. I'll get yeah. it right, I'll get it right eventually. But yeah, Alid was uh, fortunate or unfortunate enough to get over to New York, um, and go to his first away game <laughs> watching the Commanders. So I'm certain that we will get his thoughts. Um, going forward on what the game was actually like in person rather than screaming at your TV, which I'm sure we all did. But we'll start the show then, as we always do, with the news. So the latest news that we've got is there's going to be probably some O-line changes, um, which I'm sure Scouse is salivating at because uh, the, oh, O-line God, talk, time, man. the O-line talk on here has been um, relentless. I mean, it looks as if potentially Ricky Strombow is going to play at left guard and Tyler Larson was taking snaps today at centre. So what are your thoughts on that then, Scouse? Well, I'm happy that Gator's out the team, but... I wouldn't know. What, uh, I kind of understand what they're trying to do with uh, Stromberg, just trying to get him some reps. But for me, he's a centre. He's got to play centre for me. But I'm put, I'm put Gates at left guard. That's what I'd personally do. So but, would you push late, push Gates out to left guard? I would, I would. I yeah. would. So if you want to play, mate, you're playing left guard because you're not good enough at centre. Simple as that. Um, that's basically what I'd give him the ultimatum. If you don't, you want to stay a centre, that's fine. But you'd be number two behind yeah. uh, Larson or whoever. Just you know what I mean? So... Um, but that's that's my kind of ultimatum for him because he's just not been cutting it for me. Fair enough. And then the next bit of news we've got is Phil Mathis has been activated into his 21-day window. Are we actually going to see Phil Mathis again? I think we all saw him um, game one last year for about five snaps uh, and then obviously got injured. And that is the last time that we saw him in a commander's uniform. So it'll be interesting to see the uh, vaunted second-round pick eventually take the field again, hopefully. Um, but yeah, it looks like he's trending towards the right way to either starting or having some sort of, uh, well, he probably won't start, but he'll have some sort of impact um, from the bench um, on Sunday. And then the last bit of news we've got here is there has been trade rumours um, uh, uh, um, uh, everywhere. Montez Sweat, Chase Young, some people are talking about Cam Curl as well. Haven't heard anything definitive on that. But the only definitive one we have heard is Nikki Javala um, and John Kime have both tweeted out saying that there has been an offer made for Montez Sweat. Uh, we don't know what that offer entails or what the actual um, compensation or trade value is for that offer. Um, but there is an offer on the table. So what's your thoughts, Alid? We'll bring you in here on potentially Chase and uh, Montez going. Or are we sellers? Are we buyers? Where where are well, you with the trade deadline? Yeah, well, I think one of them's got to go. And I think I at this point in time, I, I keep Chase. You know, he's sort of showing a bit more about him at the minute. Than... So, yeah, I, I, I keep... Keep chase, I would. Yeah, I, th- I think I wouldn't. I wouldn't get rid of them both. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, it's the same thing. I I thought that going into the season, and we've we've talked about on here and on other shows as well that they seem to the ch- coaches. I seem to like sweat more than they did chase. I just don't think they were a hundred percent thinking the injury had settled and that he was over that injury and he was back to his normal self, but the evidence is on the field and, you know, Montez Sweat has gone missing for uh, quite a few games this season and Chase has seemed to have not an amazing time, but a steady, you know, a steady progress. Um, So at the moment, if you were going to give the bag to any of them, it would most likely be uh, Chase Young. Scouse, you got any thoughts on the trades or trade deadline? I mean, yeah, it's it's, in the end of the day, it's it's a production based business, you know, and, if if you and for them for them guys, it's all about sacks and pressures. That's what it's all about for them guys. At the end of the day, they are uh, pass rushers and trying to get after the quarterback. That's what they're there for. So, you know, at the moment, 
Chase, Chase is, is kicking his ass in, in, in all aspects of the game at the moment. Um, so for me, yeah, I mean, if, if he continues like this, I, I want I want to keep him. I, I want to keep Young, and and for me, as long as that as long as that um that the offer's good, I, I I'd, I'd actually entertain it. I'd entertain getting rid of Sweat personally because we've got good enough backups. We've got a lot yeah. of D line. We can get away with it. So I don't don't see. I've reason. heard I've heard various rumors: fourth rounds, fifth rounds, you name well, that's it. Not, going well, ahead that's a waste of time then, because you might as well just wait until he goes at the end of the season and get a third round compensatory pick. Doesn't always work like that, though, does it? And it's obviously yeah, he's a, a first rounder, and he's um, yeah. and so it always works out kind of for most first rounders. So it depends on what. Know, it dep- I think there's a bit about the a third rounder. Yeah, it you depends know, on what you're what you get in return. So if you get a player they deem as good enough from the free agent market, it doesn't always work out that you're gonna get a it's not on to, to do with it. End of the day, mm. you're letting him walk. So because you're letting a like a, a first round a, a former first round pick leave after his end of his contract, you haven't caught him, then you get the compensation. No, normally, you do get a compensation pick. We got one for yeah, obviously. It's so. normally it's normally a third. It's normally a third rounder for 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 uh, those type of guys. You know, Brandon Sheriff was a third rounder. I think um, I don't know the other guy's name, but I'm sure we had another third Tim, round. We got another one. We got a Tim Tim Settle one last year as well, didn't we? It was a fourth was, rounder, wasn't it? Was he fourth? Yeah, it was. It was Sheriff. Yeah, it was Sheriff's and Settles last year. But the problem you guys, you got to wait that two years, and when you yeah, wait two after, years, it? it's, it's the year just... after, isn't it? But, yeah, it's a long but time. But the thing is, I mean, it's, it's one of them, isn't it? It's kind of like, well, if he's going to walk and you're going to get a third rounder, you might as well wait for that, even though it might be next year. Whereas, yeah. you know, if, if you're going to make it interesting, okay, make it interesting, you know, give us a second rounder or a player here with this or that. Do you know what I mean? Something like that. Uh, th- no, and to see how, like, a fourth rounder plus a certain guy, m- maybe it worked like that. Um, Possibly. But it's got to be something decent, but we don't. But we don't know who the offers from, do we? So we don't even know. We We've got even... no idea who it is or what no. compensation it is. So but it'll be interesting. I'll be open to offers. Put it that way. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Right. Well, we're going to have to go back to it. Unfortunately, um, not that we want to, but we're going to have to go back to it and have a look. So we're going to go and revisit uh, the loss to the Giants, fourteen to seven. Um, obviously, you were there, Alid. Yeah, hard work this. I mean, Sam House stats 22 of 42, 249 yards and an interception. Uh, the next best thing on there was uh, Chris Rodriguez Jr., seven carries for 31 yards. And Terry McLaurin was the top wide out with six receptions for 90 yards. Um, obviously, Sam took six sacks in this one. The O-line took seven penalties for 90 yards, and we actually only had 47 yards total in the first half. Uh, and Sam's quarterback rating at halftime was a 12.6 when you compare that to uh, Tyrod Taylor's 120. So you were there. Um, yeah. <laughs> what was your thought? We had to start, didn't I? Yeah, well, I know. going into the game, I thought we'd win 24-17. I was confident. I thought, you know, played, you know, one against the Falcons, and I thought, oh, this is, you know, good, good old men. Um, and I, I was just shocked, really. I didn't think it would be that bad. Um, me and Scouts obviously went to Wembley to watch the Jags uh, against the Falcons, and the Falcons are terrible that day. And I thought, yeah. I probably wouldn't see a, a worse team this season, but I did on Sunday, and unfortunately, it was the Commanders. Um, somehow, well, like you said, you know, the interceptions, his accuracy was off. But then you've got to think, is it off because he's worried about getting sacked and Scouts talks about the ghosts and stuff, you know, you see ghosts and stuff. And is that why his accuracy is off or was it just another thing, you know? So it wasn't all on the O-line. I, I don't think, you know, it was a bit of Sam as well with the accuracy. But um, I didn't think EB helped the situation. Obviously, didn't change anything. Um, you know, I, I don't know the... I, the the OC of Giants, but it was well documented before the game um, that he's you know rush um, blitz heavy. But you know, I turned to my mate. I said, "I bet you this is going to be a blitz." And straight away it was a blitz, and and Sam's down. And I'm like, "Well, why hand it off or just just do a quick screen or something? Just just do try something." You know, it was frustrating just being in the stadium. But obviously, you've got all the New York Giants fans behind you. You can't, re- you know. 
I felt I couldn't be too sort of, um, you know, um, sort vocal, of vociferous. Yeah, yeah, you, you see, you see, like the American Commanders fans. There was like one guy. He's like turning around, going like, you know, to to all of them <laughs> and stuff. And I thought, I'll leave him to it. He knows the score, but you know, coming from the British background, a bit more reserved. Like you know, you're sort of uh, just trying to blend in a little bit. But um, yeah, it was it was a frustrating game overall. And obviously, like you said. Um, we don't go over that often. So when you do go over, you want to see a win or at least a good game. Of course you do. Absolutely. I do feel for you like going all that way. It looked like the tailgate was decent though, to be fair. So, you know, I've seen you grilling up some, um, grilling up some some stuff. So I thought, well, fair play. He's he's into it. He looks like he's having a good time. So as long as you had a good time, that's the main thing. Obviously the other, I mean, looking at this, I'm trying to pull the positives from it, but Honestly, I can't pull any positives from this. We we've spoke about it ad nauseum, I think, and I think I've calmed down a lot now. We're on to Philly now, so I've kind of tried to hope that that would go. But this is really now two awful games that we've had. Scouse, um, you know, we are the get right team, as you said. You know, we are the get right team. If you are having trouble finding um, your your defensive ends, want to come and have a sack. Come over to Washington and we'll, we'll, we'll gladly let you double your total. Not a problem at all. I mean, the Giants went into that game with five sacks, came out with 10. Um, oh, sorry, 11, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I, I, I don't know what to do. I honestly looked at, I've watched Ron's press conferences post-game. I've watched it this week. I watched EB today. I'm not getting anything from this coaching staff that says they're going to do anything different whatsoever. For me, it's almost as if Ron Rivera's checked out. He knows he's done and he knows that this is not going to be his team moving forward, which is unfortunate. And we've spoke about it before because we know that the players probably won't be like that. But what I don't want to hear is I don't want to hear star players like Jonathan Allen coming out and effing and blinding after the game saying, oh, we've got to do better. I'm sick of this. It's been seven years. This Dude, we've heard it for four years. You have to do better because you were missing on Sunday last week. You were not there. So it's not nobody else. If you're going to be this rah-rah leader on the field, show us what you're made of because it's the players in the off-season, it's the coaching staff, it's the organisation who's asked the fans to back them. I mean, hell, Alex, you went all the way to the States to watch them. You know what I mean? And we give them a good backing. We really do. Even though we're 5,000 miles away, we back them in any way we can support them, whether it be jerseys, whether it's going to games, whatever it is we can do. We spend a lot of time on this team as well. We're not getting anything back from here. This is rinse and repeat that we've had with Ron Rivera for four years, his four-year tenure, unfortunately. I asked a couple of weeks ago on the Burgundy Zone podcast, you know, with Kyle. Yeah, with Kyle, yeah. Ron Rivera lost the locker room? And it was a couple of weeks ago. And at the time they thought, oh, maybe not. But I think seeing Jonathan Allen's comments as well, I think, and I know that what he was saying might not have just blamed all the coaching staff. I think he was just frustrated with everything. Yeah. But I think it did allude to that. Yeah, people have checked out. Um, not everyone is on the same road at the minute, you know. So, yeah, that, that was frustrating to see. Um, yeah, hey, especially... Sorry, I... Oh, mate. No, just when you see a player like that, you know, in the media... Obviously, your team, you want to keep things in-house, you know. You know, if yeah, things are going wrong, you, you don't want to tell the enemy... <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I mean, I I wasn't actually. I, I like to see a little bit of fire, a little bit of pissed offness. You know what I mean? One caught that. Um, you know, this, Jonathan Allen's a winner. You know what I mean? Like he's been he's been at Alabama, and he and he destroyed everybody for for four or five years and won champion like nearly all the championships each year he was there. This guy's a winner. He knows what he knows what it takes. And let's face it, when he comes to us. He, he tries to play well. He's playing injured, by the way, at the moment. But mm-hmm. so that's why he's not as good as he was last season. Um, but you know, it's it's kind of a it's just a very frustrating thing because obviously he he wants to win so bad, and that, and when he sees like he's not doing his job as a hundred percent because he's not a hundred percent healthy himself, he probably wound up with himself, and then he starts to get wound up with the guys next to him because they're making mistakes, and it's just like, and it's just a downward spiral, and eventually after seven weeks of this. Up and down, up and down, up and down performance. It's just a case of like, look, man, he's, I'm sick of this. You know what I mean? I'm still one of them win some games. And, and frustration got to him. That's fair enough. I mean, you know, yeah, you, yes, of course you want to keep it in house, but he didn't really, 
he didn't really kind of throw anyone massively under the bus, didn't name names, didn't do anything like that. He just said, okay, we've all got to do better. And, you know, he wants, you know, we need to win some games and sort this shit out. You know, yeah, I agree with that. I don't mind. Totally, I, I didn't mind what he said, to be fair. Totally agree with that, Scouts. It's interesting because, you know, when you watch a player like that, and I mean, these players have been through what they have also said is the hardest off-season that they've had under EB, he's made them work, he's made them work hard, you know, and, and Chat Del Rio's felt, you know, followed suit with the defence as well. They've worked the balls off and they're not getting anything out of it. So they're then thinking to themselves, why are we doing this? And don't get me wrong, the jury is completely out for me on EB as well. You know, I know he's a learning, it's clear and obvious now why he hasn't got head coaching positions for me. You know, he's had the interviews it's clearly the experience factor because if he's calling his own plays and he's calling this offense, there's a real problem there. Uh, you know, somehow he's not Patrick Mahomes. We we all know that. So to make him take seven step drops, you know, constantly in shotgun, constantly dropping back to try and you know re- try and regurgitate the game. You've got you've got to try and see though from EB's point of view as well from the from that especially the Giants game. You're mm-hmm. going to talk about the Giants game. They're going to blitz all the time, right? So, so what do you do yeah. as a, as a as a um, as a play caller? Well, as, as Alan mentioned earlier, you could you could screens, you could run the ball a bit more, you know, especially to the though, to the outside zones. Which, okay, yeah, but also shotgun is is one way of actually giving the quarterback an extra half a second to see the, the field. So that's the reason why he's in shotgun a lot. So I can see why he was trying, why he wasn't shotgun, um, but also. The rollouts, that was the key that he didn't give him. He, he didn't let him do the rollout until the second half of the game when actually yeah. started looking better because he was getting out the pocket quickly and the guys were chasing him down, but he was, he was able to get the ball off. That's the difference. He needs to be doing that after the first kind of two or three drives. It needs to be changing then, not second half of the game. You know what I mean? So these 15 scripted plays, no, no, no. You've got to, you've got to be involved in the actual game because... Our first fifteen plays took us into the third quarter because we, yeah, right, we, yeah. we didn't have any flaming because we didn't have any drives because we're just awful. So that's where he's got to change it up. He can't just stay scripted one hundred percent for fifteen plays. You've got to go maybe like ten, eight, and then see how it's going along. Now I'm happy with that. Let's change it to something else. See what I mean? Maybe have two sets of eight, so you got sixteen plays, and see which one's working better. You know what I mean? If, if that wasn't working, let's try Plan B. You've already got that Plan B right there, rather than waiting until the end of the. End of the end of the half, and then go into the third quarter, half of the third quarter, and then you change yeah, it, was, it up. Right, it that's eight, how we're too far was, behind. We're not good enough yeah, to keep it, was, it tight. It was eight minutes, wasn't it, left in the third quarter before we got yeah. the the magic fifteen number? Yeah, that's what I mean. Which so, just, so it, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense when you when you're struggling offense that badly. You've got to change it quicker. You you just have to because it's not working. What you set up, so you got to have that plan. B. you got to have a plan C as well. You know what I mean? Like, and that's that's the only thing that's pissing me off about EB is that no. I'm doing the 15 plays. I'm, I'm going to play it from here after that. No, 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 no. It's got to be quicker. If you know you're getting smoked, and we were getting smoked 14-0 after, like, what? After the first quarter, you know. It's like, wait a minute, you know, you've got, you've got to change it now. You can't just... We're getting no offense. We're getting no decent drives. There's nothing going on on offense for us. He had to make the changes then, but he didn't, and that's where I'm annoyed with him with. But for me, I think, is, is a lot of it psychological with the players. Because it feels like as if they can't, you know, it's not in their remit to go ahead. We've got to wait to go behind, or then then we start. You know, it feels like it's just a a pattern week in week out. You know, when it does happen like that, you're well, absolutely it, the spot game on. Is, the game is sixty minutes. It's not thirty minutes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why are we why are we only turn up in the second half of games? Mm. It's it's not good <laughs> enough, man. We're only too far behind. We got away with it a couple of times because we played against bad teams. That was the reason why we got away with it when we were so far down against Denver and we came back to win and, you know, the, the Arizona game, et cetera, et cetera. But against good teams, you're not going to get that chance. You just do this and keep their foot on your throat and you're going nowhere. And that's exactly what's happening. And we were taking on even probably the two worst teams in the NFL and they still played a lot better than we did. Yeah. And that is worrying. Yeah, that is worrying. I mean, you're right, though. We can't and we never have been able to underrun as well put together a performance where it's one whole game of football and you, you know what you relaxed in the third quarter and you're like, do you know what? We're all right here. There's, there's, it's never been a sequential 
every single person has every single bit, whether it's special teams, offense, defense, have done their jobs properly. And you all the way through and you're thinking, you know, we've really got this. Um, I mean, I can probably think the only one was a really terrible Houston Texans side last year. And we were like, you know what? Yeah, we took our foot off the gas in the third quarter and said, right, that's cool. And I actually watched Red Zone, which was like, you know, this is pretty, this is pretty all right. I'll I'll have that on there and I'll have this on there. But I've never felt like that in probably, well, once in the entire tenure under run. And that is a worrying stat because we could have easily lost that Cardinals game, Scouts. I mean, we were there. You know what? lost a Denver game. And we could have yeah. lost the Denver game. And then and yeah, you look at... we could have beat the Eagles. We could we have could beat have the Eagles. Yeah. And that was our best performance besides the third quarter. It was our overall best performance, I thought, was the Eagles game. And we lost. And we went toe-to-toe. And they um, had an off day. They had a really off day as well, the Eagles. And we still went toe-to-toe with them. And I thought to myself, well, that's oh, all right. That's A.G. Brown killing our... I know. <laughs> obviously, I know, I know. our corner. But besides that... But, yeah, I, I just don't know where these performances are coming from. Whether it is a shared blame of the players or if it's fully coaching. I'm com- pretty convinced that it is coaching now. And we know that it's towards the end of this tenure and they're not getting what they want. They want, whether it's positional coaches or whether it's the overall OCs, you know, you know, or DC or the coordinators, shall we say, or, he, and in fact, the man who folds his arms and stands on the sideline. Um, it's just, it's frustrating. I mean, Ron was the right man at the right time. We've all said that to bring this into culture change. But I think it's time to move on now for me. Um, I am absolutely convinced that he is not going to be here next season. Yeah. Um, you know what you're getting from Ron? He's only had three winning seasons in his whole NFL career as a, as a head coach. And that's, that's scary it. as well. <laughs> I mean, with, with, without without a, you know, without a Cam Newton, would Ron Rivera even be in a position to be a head coach? Honestly. And have this merry go round. Well, he wouldn't have lasted for this one. Yes, I'm saying I don't. I don't think he'd, he'd be as yeah. He had a prime Cam is. Newton. He had a, a prime Luke Keekley as well. I mean, that exactly. guy's an unbelievable linebacker. Yeah, you know, one, 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 which one, which one, makes one, me worry. Which makes me wonder. Then this is the biggest one of my biggest frustrations is they've just totally like mismanaged certain positions on the on this football team. Offensive line. That's my biggest gripe more than anything is that they've neglected two major areas: the there offensive line and the linebackers. That would doubt, man. That would doubt. Well, we'll see. But anyway, that's enough of dwelling on that game. We'll move on because <laughs> I think we all need to move on. It's not therapy Thursday. We'll we'll move on from. It there. is therapy Thursday. Um, I mean, to get to, to this to, to take some decent things out of that game, I suppose you know you've got. Jerome Payne had a fumble um, and a sack. Sweat had a sack and two tackles for loss. Hudson had a sack and a tackle for loss. Chase Young had two sacks and three tackles for loss. And Pringle had a decent kick return with 38 yards, you know. So, And he also had a reception for 16 yards. So in the grand scheme of things, the individuals played well. And I didn't think it, it was the defence that was the problem in this game at all. No, when you, when, when just you, like when everything you, else... It, we don't start fast, even on defense. Yeah. We didn't. We were fourteen 0 down early, um, and and then they made the adjustments and they got better. And then they started dominating. And he did. They dominate the second half. I mean, the Giants, besides one drive, never got in our red zone. And then they, that was what he fumbled it anyway. So it was kind of a the, the other thing. I suppose the, the quality is there, but the consistency and to do it for full game isn't there. Exactly that. I mean, the other thing you could say there is they could have nilled us really, because we scored. Could have nilled us, yeah. We scored us. We scored off a off a muffed punt, and then had to convert a fourth down just to make sure B Rob was able to get that ten yards to run it in. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not good. All, it's not good. If you'd have gone all that way, big time. If you'd have gone all that way for a zero burger, Alad, I would have. I know. Yeah. I, I was glad to see at least one touchdown, you know. <laughs> oh, my word. But, you whereabouts, know, were you, whereabouts were you in the stadium then? Were you quite high up in the in the bowl no, or upper tiers? S- or? Similar to where we were the first game last year, yeah, yeah. behind the goals. Yeah, nice. Yeah, behind one of the goals. Um, yeah, really good seats. And like my friend, he's got four season tickets. He doesn't go all the time. He lives in Boston, which is like four hours away. So he makes money by selling, you know, them on when he can't go, you know. But they really, I can imagine, I think, I, I, I haven't looked into it, but I think they're a lot more where in that stadium compared to FedEx, you know. Well, you got to buy the seats as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. you got to buy the seats, haven't you, for, for, for MetLife? 
Yeah, because he was telling me that, you know, if if people like pass away, they can sort of um, keep like, well, they, in the WIU in Cardiff, in the debench, as they called it, you know, they um, they own the seat and then they can buy that season ticket if they want to or they give it back to them. Yeah. So it goes goes from generation to generation. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's nice. kind of like a name for it, isn't there? Where you got to pay like it's a lot of money, like five yeah. times, yeah, just to keep the seat for the seat for the year, yeah. Um, but, and then you got to pay your, 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 your season tickets on top of that, of course, yeah. Oh my word, it's, I, I, it's absolutely I, brutal, man. And you know, just to go quickly say about the game as well, the the, blo- the block field goal, come oh, on, yeah, you know, come oh, yeah. on, Joey Sly, were you expecting? No, you know, exactly. I mean, it was they, they got he's got his hand up, fair enough, there. I think it was Lawrence when he got his hand Bend up around him. <laughs> You know, it, it wasn't far. This, this is the pros, like, you know, you've got to be making those time and time again. They have not blocked a field goal for, seven, I think it was like seven or eight years or something ridiculous like yeah. that. Yeah. It's ridiculous, honestly. It's it's hard, it's hard. It's quite hard to block a field goal, to block a pen. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. So when you see it, it's sort of like, you know, how? <laughs> well, what happened was Cheeseman didn't start blocking. That's the problem, because he was right in the middle of the goal, wasn't he? Uh, uh, yeah. Lawrence, right in the yeah. and put his hand up to stop it, so... Um, so I'm blaming Cheese on that one. Cheese well. definitely had one uh, muffled sort of snap. Uh, it was a low sort of catch for um, the punt. Chess, wasn't it? Yeah, Chess yeah. Chess for the punt. Yeah, I was directly behind that. I saw that. I was like, oh, yeah. It's really interesting because it's so close to see the sort of uh, the how they do it, you know, with the actual sort of movement of the spin of the ball and stuff. It was because you can't really see that a lot of the time on TV, you know. So just to be close to the field and to see how all the sort of um, how it all works is really interesting, I found. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was Tressway's highest ever punt total again uh, for the... In, At least you saw career. a record, mate. At least you saw a record while you were there. Yeah. yeah. It's a franchise, yeah. It was a franchise, <laughs> franchise record, wasn't it? I, I don't know how... Uh, NFL it, record? It, if you lo- NFL. Oh, he's been injured, isn't he, Tress? He's been in, isn't he injured? You know that yeah, some of the some of his kicks sort of yeah wasn't going as far as he he has done it in the past. Yeah, yeah. he's a night he's a nightmare to put to return against though. Yeah, yeah. because he's a left footer as well, and it spins differently, and then yeah. the players always struggling to trying to catch it. You know, so well, we that's why we get were, punt. <laughs> when we went we when we were watching the punts, weren't we from Tress? And it was, I mean, I, honestly. Crazy! I don't know. Exactly exactly where he wanted, one like, there was one guy running right, right at the end zone. One lad, he, yeah. he kicked it like six, six, 70 yards right to him. Like it was no, he just he didn't have to move. You, caught it you, in his hands. Yeah, it was you know, like in rugby. You know, like in rugby alley where you, you know you're throwing the ball to each other. You're having a bit of a yeah, there we go, or a line out drill. Yeah. It was kind of it was almost like it was coming down like a line out oh. drill. Yeah. And and the lad was just like, and he was a young lad as well. He wasn't yeah. even someone yeah. big. Yeah. Was that, was probably about sixteen, and he's just like, I'll catch that. Oh my god! But like what 60, you, 70 what... yards as well, like that. I yeah. it was perfectly yeah. right to him. Like, was, I mean, like a brick, like a brick just falling out the sky. You're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, I'll I'll never like Dax Milne, but I've got a little bit more respect for him now yeah. to, to say at least you catch it. But there yeah. you go. Yeah, but yeah, crazy. Um, Scouse, have you got a Scouse's sizzle this week, mate? Scouse's oh, sizzle, baby. Good old Mike. Um, Thank you, I am Mike Tyson. Hi, <laughs> yeah, Mike. Um, well, I mean, where where do you start with this? For me, I'm blaming the coaches for all this. I'm fucking sick of it. I am. I'm literally sick. I'm sick of. I'm sick of how I'm. I'm like John Allen. I'm. I'm like the white John Allen right here. That's what I am. Sick and tired of it all. I'm sick and tired of the ups and downs. I'm sick and tired that we can't actually stay consistent for more than like three three plays at a time. It's just not. It's not good enough, man. These guys are on ridiculous money, and even the coaches. I mean, one's on about eight mil a year. You know, do you know that? I mean, he's doing nothing. What, what is he actually doing? I mean, a few games ago, he, he let the players talk it out when we were getting smoked at halftime. No, you you got to sort your life out there, man. You got to sort it out. And then you've got fucking D- Jack Del Rio again, still doing the same old shit. It's doing. He's doing my head in. I mean, honest to God. I'm, I'm fucking sick of it, mate. Honest to God, I'm losing, losing my will to live. Are you, are you checked out as well? Have you checked? I'm, che- out I'm, as... I'm checked out of Del Rio, 100. I'm checked out of Del Rio. I'm checked out. I mean, I say I've loved, loved one. I've always tried to back him up, but I'm, I'm, I'm done with him as well. I mean, he, he, the, the, them two need to go, and even EB, I'm borderline saying he needs to go as well because he's not, he's not producing shit, and and, and you can tell that he's a novice at play calling for like every single snap, every single play, you know. 
again, he, I'm hoping that he's, he gets better because if he doesn't, mate, he's he's out the way, he's he's out the door along the rest of them. Yeah. And for me, it's got to be, it has to be on the coaches, though. I mean, yes, you know, players always blame the coach, don't they? You know, in any sport, you get beat. Oh, it's, it's shit tactics, blah blah blah. But the thing is, motivation must that come down to most. If you're professional, it should come from within. Doesn't always, though, right? So then, you, what have you got? Then you've got the coaches have got to do that. I'm not. I'm not seeing it. I'm, I'm not seeing these guys actually genuinely being motivated to win games. The only time I've seen them motivated realistically is second half of games where they made adjustments. Now again, I don't understand that. I don't understand why you just don't you don't produce anything in the first half of games, and then all of a sudden you're like a, a completely different team in the second. That's a motivation thing, as well. That that's motivation as well. Maybe you didn't believe in the tactics at the first half of the game. I don't know, but the thing is. You've got to be you've got to be on the ball from from the first fucking play. You know, I mean, you, you can't be messing around. These guys are getting paid way too much money to fuck around, and and they are fucking around. And that's and I'm I'm done. I'm sick of it, man. I'm genuinely sick of it. That's Gauss's sizzle. I couldn't agree more with every word that probably came out of your mouth there. To be fair, mate. But anyway, we've first? got our guest. We've got our guest on. Yeah, he's the first as well. We've got our <laughs> guest Alid on, um, and and I want to ask you then, really, because obviously we're kind of a quarter of the way through the season. Um, you know, seven games gone, going into our eighth game this week. What are your thoughts so far on the season overall? Then, I mean, what grade would you give us overall? As a, oh. I mean, are we, are we are we panicking too much at a three and four side, um, or are we? Well, you know, yeah, I don't know. We want to win. But then when you when you look at the other teams, we've got teams like Green Bay Packers, where they like one and four, one and five, or something. You know what I mean? So there are worse teams than us. We're not the worst team in the NFL. Um, but we're not far we're, off, I don't mean. No, we're not far off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one game can change everything. either way, really, you know, it, it it is it is tight. But you know, the start of the season, like like any team, you know, uh, any person who supports a team, they've got sort of, uh, you think you're going to win the Super Bowl. Well, I certainly do anyway. I think, oh, yeah, this is it. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, you know, I, I'm just one of those year, romantics. Mate. You know? every year. <laughs> yeah, I'm just one of those romantics who just feels positive and goes, yeah, you know, yeah, this this is going to be it. And then when when you do have a season like this, it's just sort of half expected. Yeah, so... Um, Oh gosh, I don't know uh, an actual grade. <laughs> um, I think it could be. It's going down towards an F. Obviously, we 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 only seven games in, but it's it's going. It's not going up. It's going down. But um, we haven't quite hit the F yet. But it it could be spiraling towards an F very soon if uh, we don't pick up. I agree with you. The trajectory is uh, is downward, isn't it? That's the yeah, thing at the moment, yeah. unfortunately. Unfortunately, and that's what kills um, you. That, that's what kills you. It's the hope, isn't it? The hope that yeah. kills you off. Yeah, oh yeah, we're going to do well this year. We got some good players. We're going to do this. We got we got AB coming in from the yeah. Super Bowl champs and blah blah blah. Look at the state of it. Yeah. Look at the state of it. I mean, it's not good enough, man. This I was excited with Wiley. You know, I was like, oh. We got we got Wiley coming in. He's gonna he's gonna improve us. Awful. Yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes can have you know no one in front of him, and you know he can win. He it makes all. a player out of anyone. In, exactly. Really exactly. Man. He, yeah. he makes like uh, Miko yeah. Harbin look amazing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. He went to Jets and didn't do anything. That, that's how good Miko Harbin really is. You know, you put put Mahomes in there, you can make any wide receiver look good. Um, you know, it's it's crazy for for my for me. It's it's. What would be my grade? D. I think it'd be a D. I think there has been there's been some good, reasonable high highs and then some ridiculously lows. So I'm just I say I'm just, I'm just sick of like how we can't just cannot stay consistent with the same team. Yeah. It isn't like we're decimated with injuries. There's one here and there, but most of our team is available, and it's not been doing the business. I I, I don't. That's got to be on. Motivation and coaching. It has to be play calling and all the rest. It has so for me at the coaches at this moment, the coaches are getting an F. The coaches yeah, I agree are with getting that. an F. And the players are bringing it up to a D. I mean, and they're trying, but they're not they're not, they're not producing. They're not producing anything. It's not pissing me off. Yeah, I think the scheme's not working on both sides of the ball, whether it's offense or defense, and we're not seemingly targeting what is our best players. I mean 
you're big NFL watchers. You've been to watch the Jags and, you know, um, Atlanta this year at London. You watch it throughout. I'm, I'm certain we do this. We all do the same. We know who the, the decent players on each of the teams are. How many other teams out there give their best wide receiver less than 10 carries a game? I don't know any. Yet, how many weeks have we watched Terry get hardly any targets whatsoever? Granted, last week he had a few, and he put his body it on the line it. as well, man. He yeah. was he it was very it. very good. Yeah, nine. Um, so, it's and that was just... all in the second half. All in the second yeah. half, he had zero yards in the first half. Terry, zero. Which just just makes me uh, makes me wonder. Well, we've got some fan questions that we can all answer. So the first one, um, I'll give you this one, uh, Alid, if that's all right. And this is from the Podfather himself. Um, you write to him, he'll write to us. And uh, it must have known <laughs> you're on the show. That's what it was. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Podfather, Carl Ronick from the Burgundy Zone. If you haven't gone and watched him, please watch them on YouTube and subscribe. Great guys, um, family. They are family to us. I've got the T-shirt on. If I oh, look down. at that. Well, you, oh, nice man. There you go. Burgundy there you go. We'll, yeah. we'll leave them. We'll leave <laughs> them promote them. Yeah. We'll promote them on this show. That's big so time. Shout out! Shout out to Kyle and the Mikes. So uh, he said, "What can the Commanders do offensively to be better than a one in fifteen on third down?" They just need to be faster with with some of the plays. Like, you know, obviously um, Howard's holding on to the ball too long and mix sort of EB's play calling. They just need to mix it up and, you know, give some plays that is easy for everyone, you know. Um, and then I think they will convert, you know, that you'll see the conversions come. They need to build up slowly. Um, you know, they need to build up the confidence, the lacking in confidence, you know, uh, mentally and physically. So it's a tough one, but, you know, we've got the coaches now. We've got the players. We're not going to get anyone different at the minute. So we've just got to protect the ball better and, and just, just get up the field. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, screens, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, as you said, simplifying the simplifying yeah. the playbook, pushing the pocket out so that Sam Howe's outside the pocket, giving him a little bit more time to go. Yeah. The run game, run the ball yeah. and see where you go. This is the one thing that we've probably will come to Philly in a second, but this is the one opportunity you've probably got where we can actually run the ball. Um, you know, against run their run D. Is, the Giants isn't, weren't isn't even good at run defense. If you look That's at the, the yeah, stats, the mid, the yeah. mid, the midway, it's bang av, and yeah. yeah, we couldn't do shit. Now, the biggest thing for me on on the third downs is that we got to be third and short. Yeah. We've got to get, we can't be going third and 10, third and 15, third and 25, is that we've seen? That's the thing. Taking the sacks, taking all these different things, we can't keep doing them. We have to get third and threes, third yeah. and twos, and then you'll see a lot more conversion yeah. rates rather than just one and 15. That was the problem. I, I think our average on third down was literally 10 yards. I think yeah. it was 10 yards on average. That's not that's not going to win you football games at all. I'm, I'm even surprised, only because the Giants are so bad. That we were still in that game with a one to fifteen ratio there on yeah. third down. That's the money down. That's what you get paid big yeah. money to produce big on those on those downs. It's Absolutely. not a computer game, is it? It's not a video game. It's not Madden. You're not yeah, third exactly. and twenty five. It's not really yeah. gonna happen nine times out of ten. You know, you've got like Scout said, you've got to have those short downs, and to get those short downs, you've got to be better in the first yeah, second down. First you know? second yeah. down, exactly. Right, you know, absolutely right. So, and that starts up front as well. So if you are changing the O line. It's where that's where it starts. It hey, starts I'm happy they don't want to change it. I just don't like to change what they're actually doing. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, said before, I, I like don't a, know what I don't know why Lucas didn't even see a single snap last last yeah, week. Ridiculous. Really he, he, he was me. probably man of the match last year, last game. Well, he, he, had, he didn't have a single pressure against yeah, the Falcons. Not a single pressure given up, and that's unbelievable. And never goes guy... on. Although it's only the Falcons. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but even just so... they won this week again. Exactly. You know, Calais, Calais Campbell's not a bad no team, man. They're not a bad you team. You know what I mean? And they've got a good secondary, but yeah, I get that. They're not a bad so team. Tim, Tim Towner asked us a question, and he put a question in last week, so I'm going to read it from last week, but um, it is still applicable now. He says, what are your thoughts on Logan Thomas? Um, I think he's a below-average blocker, poor route runner, uh, and whatever speed he might have had has now gone. Is it a mistake to not play Cole Turner like a lot, lot more? Scouts, I'll go to you with that one first, mate. I, I totally agree. I, I, no, Tim's hit the nail on the head there. 
no, Logan Thomas of a couple of years ago, okay, yeah, because he still had that bit of speed, a little bit of burst about him. Now, as you say, I mean, last season, his blocking was horrific. I mean, I'm talking real bad. And I understand he's come back from his ACL, I get that. But if you're on the field, I mean, you've got to produce, and he wasn't producing, he was being absolute god-awful. Um, this year, he's, he's done a little better, but still, you need to be you need to be getting the youth in there now, giving him a shot. Because Turner's probably as good as Logan in the blocking game, because they're both not very good at it, let's face it. And I think Turner's got better hands, and he's a lot faster. So I, I just think like you just need to be getting him involved, 100%, man. Um, yeah, I just don't... I just, I just, it's a shame because I like Logan, but he's too old. He's too old. He's injured yeah. a lot. He got concussion again uh, last week, couple weeks ago. Thing, yeah. Now again, you know, again, there's a horrible, a horrible tackle. The guy just laid him out. No, that guy again did another one this week. Yeah, Chris Jackson's do? been banned, hasn't he? He's been he's been suspended now by the NFL that's for I think that's ten three games. In a row. Three games. Ten, he did the same yeah, thing to someone. Ten, ten games they suspended him for. Shut up. Ten games. No, I'm serious. Yeah, ten because he's been wow. persistent. So there they are. <laughs> so they're the De- Denver are actually looking at getting a linebacker on the trade deadline from somewhere. So that'll be interesting to see. Safe if they get. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I think yeah. I noticed that um, Logan he, in the game. You know, he looks like uh, a step oh. or two off the pace now, like like Scouts are saying. And you know, with Cole Turner, you're not going to get better in training. You you know to an extent you are, but you've got to, you'll get better in the games. So you sure. need to play them. You need to play these young players because that's the only way they're going to get better. And he's a and that's it. And we're not a, a Super Bowl contender where you think, oh, we can't afford to drop this guy. Hmm. Oh, we're winning now. No, no, <laughs> we're bank average. We are literally a, a five hundred team. So why not play the youngster? Yeah, because Logan Thomas, you, you think yeah. he's bridge, bridging the gap. We don't need to bridge the gap. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. Let's let's get yeah. the youngsters through and let's let's kick mm-hmm. on. You know. Agreed. So, last question we got this week, then, is from Deluxe, and it's quite a thought-provoking one. It says, he says, do you think the NFL is building up interest for the return of NFL Europe? NFL is heading to, is is hard to expand or contrast from 32 teams for schedule purposes, and divisions, logistics, and logistics make more sense for a European league. What are your thoughts? Now, I know, obviously, you were repping the uh, London Monarchs jersey the other week, Aled. We spoke about that before. We've all we all think that there will eventually be a franchise in London of some description, most likely the Jags. I'm pretty certain it's probably going to be them. There's too many connections there for it not to be. Um, but NFL Europe, not sure. What are your thoughts? I'll go with you, Aled, first. Well, it's money at the end of the day. Um, whether they can see enough money in it to create this league, if there's enough money, it'll happen. You know, because it's all about money at the end of the day. You know, you know quite uh you know that that's all they want if it's money we'll get it if not then we won't get it but um i think yeah like you say jags if jags were going to go to london it would be the jags because you know like we know in our football wimbledon moved yeah know? but like in their you know i know in in the nfl obviously teams move like the rams etc i know it's within america but those those fans in those places, they can't do much about it, can they? Because it's out well, of their hands. Sa- yeah, San Diego and St. Louis aren't exact fans. No, exactly no, exactly. Let's so, be honest. So no disrespect to Jacksonville, but I can see Jacksonville in that sort of radar as well, isn't it? You know, it's not as if if it was Washington, then there'd be, you know, heck to pay, wouldn't they? You know, if they tried to move Washington over to London. But with the Jags, you feel like they they lambs to the slot. Are they just going to go? So I, I can see, I could see it happening, or especially, or definitely more games, you know, in London, and maybe well, you, eventually. We, yeah, we spoke about this last week, Scouts, and you were saying there, um, and you know, fair play to you that we 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 listed off what was it eight different teams in Florida alone, um, and you're saying that your Jags have got a terrible, yeah, yeah including college. college. Um, obviously, Jags have got a terrible fan base in the fact that they don't get a lot through the turnstiles, so that there doesn't do them any... part of Florida as well. They're right at the top, so there's yeah. there because you get then you look into like Carolinas then and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, yeah. so this is so all their fans are either like Carolina fans or actually are Skins fans because yeah. No, the older ones, there was no Carolina team, so they, they went to, towards our end. That made sense. Yeah. So, Jacksonville is the youngest Florida side, isn't it? 1995. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, you know, it's so, not yeah, a new massive historical hard. team. Yeah, yeah the hard, man. The hard. Um, yeah. 
So I definitely get why that would happen. Um, as as to go along with an NFL Europe, um, I think is it a possibility? Yes, as as Ala mentioned, if the money's right, but it's got to be um, it's got to be useful. If that makes yeah. sense, it can't just be like like it was previously. Like m- oh. most of the teams just don't. It's not like a. It really should be a feeder league to the NFL, but we know college is that at the moment. So it's like, so what do you actually do? The XFL, yeah, okay, whatever. The, the Canadian League, whatever, yeah. Okay, you've got them over there, and they're kind of a feed league because some guys do filter in to the NFL here and there. But if you want it actually to be a genuine, a genuine proper league that's meaningful, mm. then they've got to do some sort of like big-time link to like some of these players can move over there or come across quite easily yeah. or whatever it is. To, to give European players a chance as well as 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 well as other American guys who need to play in Europe, just like um you know um superstar quarterback, what's his name? Uh, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner, yeah. Thing. Yeah. No, he did the same thing. He wasn't getting games over there, so he came over to the Europe for a bit. See what I mean? So so those things can be beneficial, but you've got to can it's gotta to be together. It can't be just an extra, you know what I mean? It's gotta be a, a genuine kind of link. If that makes sense, I think it'd be better beneficially. That player, I don't know who it was on the Giants who said, I've come from my couch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so he could have said, Oh, I've come from NFL Europe. You know, you could have those players just waiting. They're playing meaningful football and then they can step in rather than just, you know, not saying this guy's a bum, but you've got these guys who just sort of like stepping in because they're desperate. Yeah. You know, exactly, um, yeah. so so you can have like, a, like an extra tier. It's yeah. Like the, in baseball, they're like the triple A's teams, yeah, no, they're, not, exactly. they're not the main bit, yeah. they're just underneath, but yeah. it's still linked to the to, to, to the to that team, if that makes sense. And you play for them for a bit, and then you go, Oh, actually, he's playing well, let's bring him up. Yeah. See what I mean? Those type yeah. of things. That's what that's what it should be if you're gonna utilize it, if you're gonna yeah, do something definitely. like that. That's what it should I, be. I really like the thought of it, but I just can't. I like, see I like it the happening. idea of it, but again, I it's just, gotta be linked properly. Yeah, because I remember Ryan Fire. I remember Scottish Claymores. You know yeah. these sort of teams where it's like, you know what? Yeah, this is the, the, it was okay back in the day, but I genuinely think now that it won't work be through supporters either because we all have teams. You go to the NFL Europe Europe games. You go to the London games. You see every jersey sitting in the stands. People are not going to give up their fandom to go and watch a London team or go and watch a team in Glasgow or a team in Wales or I think like once know. or twice maybe a year but not the whole yeah. season that's, that's what I mean, mean. it's yeah. so I can definitely definitely see logistically a team and it will most likely be the Jags I mean Tony Khan we've talked about it before he owns Fulham um you know or Shark Khan sorry he owns Fulham he owns half of Wembley it, it's almost there there's five games next year apparently for the Jags in London alone um, and then we've Is got it? two, yeah, apparently, just apparently so, yeah. And then we've got two, if you think about the Europe side already, we've got two in Frankfurt coming up, um, you know, in the next couple of weeks. And they're not going to go away. The ones that are either rotated, I know Mexico's not in Europe, but, you know, the way it's rotated through to an, in another international um, destination. They had one in Germany last year in Bayern Munich Stadium. So, it is there. The fan base is there. The Germans are mad about the NFL, still are. There's a huge commander support out there as well. You know, we you've spoke to Australians, we've spoke to bloody Mexicans, we spoke to French, Belgium commanders are out there. They follow me. For, uh, so shout out to them. The German commanders are there. It's everywhere. It is it is massive in Europe, NFL, but I just can't see a, a league structure. And I think that's the problem. If things like the XFL and the American Football Alliance, whatever it's called, the other one, um, if they're not working as feeder leagues, how can we expect something to yeah, happen? But they're not, they're not, they're not owned work. by the NFL. That's the difference. No, I understand that. It's not they're owned by, by the, the Shield. Rock and some other fellas. Yeah, yeah, I, know, I, mean? so, I know that. I know that. So, so, so because because of that, they are two separate entities. You know what I mean? So which is, it's not a true genuine feeder league. That's what I'm saying. So that's where the niche could fit in with the Europe. But as you, I, I understand what you're saying, though. Like a lot of play, eventually, the the fans will probably start off good, and then it'll just die. Yeah, down. just die a death. And because, that's what yeah, ruined it. Last, that's that's what ruined it last time, Scouts. It just died a death because people just mm. didn't have the patience to watch 
three and a half hours of, of, of football, no. you know, every every week. It was just so, it was hard work. Then the Krauts only wanted to keep it going for yeah. a long time. Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, yeah, the Germans mm-hmm. kept it going for a long time. Money is a big factor as well, you know. Of course it is. People haven't Absolutely. got disposable income for, for things like yeah. that all the time, you know. Especially nowadays, where they've been yeah. going in price. Exactly, yeah. Ridiculous, yeah. Inflation, everything else. It's just, yeah. I get it. I, I, inflation. No, like, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. So. And then it's making decisions in that respect, and it's, I, I get it. But that's why, when you look logistically at what the Jags are doing here, Trevor Lawrence has got his own place. You know, people who are people in in London, people who are drafted there, know that they're going to go and come to London at least three, and now it's going to be five. It's only heading one way, isn't it? And, and honestly, I think we could survive a, a a full-time franchise in London. I think that would work because even the Jags fans wouldn't show up. They wouldn't all be Jags, but it would be still the mishmash that it is and right the thing now. Is they're used to it now as well. They're used to having like a, yeah, of a course crowd as such, if that makes sense. Which uh, is, but it's still more people than they're playing in front of in Jacksonville. Oh, by double, that's the problem. By double, yeah. Right? yeah, by yeah. double. That's the that's the problem. You see, that's the reason why it makes financial sense for them to come over. And, and, when, stay, and yeah. when they come over two and zero this season, and they go back two and zero from London games, you think to yourself, actually, they've had a good time over here. So, I I, I think that's the, probably the way it's going to go. Five years the time, we'll most well, likely see something. A lot, a lot of Yanks do got do look. It's like a dream destination thing, Positive. isn't it? You want yeah. to go to where do you want to go? Oh, I want to go to Europe. Oh, yeah. Go to, oh, oh, yeah, you I see go to Europe London, all the time, yeah. and then you go around London and go to different parts of Europe while they're over here. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense, and that's the reason why you do see a lot of youngs at the uh, at the games. In well, look, at, look at John Taman. He said, "If we get a, you know, uh, if we get a game next year, I'm coming to London. I'm going to go right round. I'm going to go go to Scotland. I'm going to go to Ireland. I'm going to go to Paris. Yeah, do all of life. it yeah, exactly while you're over here because you it's accessible. It it, it's accessible when we're here." And, you know, these guys, like, you know, each week I look at, like, Chris, you know, or Chris Bryant or whatever. I'm way flying. I'm flying to Atlanta. How long's that mm. flight? Two hours. In two hours, you're in Madrid. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, that's the thing from here. So it's like, well, okay. You know, there's there's lots and lots to discover. So that's why I think we could end up having something like that. But yeah. I met the rally captain in, in uh, Did you? MetLife, nice. you know, and he hasn't nice. missed the game since 2014, he was telling me. That's an amazing thing. Mr. Yeah. Games since 2014. No, home and away. He's been every game wow. home and away since 2014. That is great. Unbelievable. Yeah. So we'll move on to our final segment. And thank you for everyone who's put the questions in. Thanks to Kyle. Thanks to Tim. And thanks to Deluxe. They were really good questions. Really enjoyed them, actually. And yeah. um, we'll move on to the review. Well, we'll preview the Philly games. This We're going. We have got the six and one Philadelphia Eagles coming to FedEx Field to take on our three and four commanders. And we've got an injury report here. So I'll start with Phillies, which is short. We have cornerback Bradley Roby with a shoulder who did not practice. Um, D-tackle Milton Williams with a heel. He was limited practice. And then we have safety Reed Blankenship, who was full practice, and he had a rib problem. From our end, uh, linebacker Cody Barton, ankle, didn't practice. Guard Sadiq Charles, calf, didn't practice. This one's a funny one and a, and a bit worried. They're both going to be out, you know. They are both going to be out. out. Yep, we know they're out. Um, wide receiver Curtis Samuel Foot did not practice. Hmm, interesting when he's been it's on a better receiver. He's been our number two receiver, hasn't he? That's very He has. Uh, guard, guard Sam Cosme, hip limited. Uh, Cole Turner, tight ankle limited. Uh, Montez Sweat was a finger injury, which he got it put popped back in. That was full. Um, and then D-tackle Phil Mathis was still on the injury report for his calf, but he was also full. So he, it looks like them two are absolutely fine, Sweat and Mathis. Um, probably good to go with Cosme and Turner. Samuel is the biggest question mark out of them ones, and we know yeah. that Bar- both Barton and Charles are not going to play. I told you, though, so, didn't, I, didn't I tell you about Charles? I told mm-hmm. you about Charles. Yeah, you, you, did you can't me. guarantee him because of his injuries. Even though he's a better player than some. And he's really good in the screen game, which I'm really impressed about, actually. But can't stay healthy, bro. And, and it's that calf again, the same calf. Yeah, so, all season it's so, been bothering him. He's probably, it, gonna so. be out another, he's probably going to be out another month, probably, realistically, unless he's pushing through a, a torn calf, which is ridiculous. But he, no, but, he it, you, you, but you saw it pop on the field and you were like, yeah, he was yeah, done. That's yeah, he was it, done. Yeah. And then, then you had obviously Cody Barton, which is high ankle sprain, but he said it was high ankle sprain. Yeah. So. That's normally four to six weeks normally. So, you know, if he's back anytime before that, you look you're doing well. So would you move then anyway, would you but... move would you move Jamin Davis to the mic then and play Kaliki Hudson in the middle? Because <sighs> it didn't work with David Mayo at all. 
the thing is though is that Mayo's one of them guys, isn't he? He's like he's really good in special teams, really good at I guess in like stopping the run, but god awful in coverage, like like really bad at coverage. And 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 uh, teams are just going to play on that. If he's if he's in the team, they're going to keep playing that on throw yep. throw the ball anywhere near him, and he and he's burnt toast. That's what he is. So it's it's so difficult because Jamer's not on mic either. So you put him in there. He, he he's not that he's tried it and he was he was dang awful. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's uh yeah. it's so difficult. But this is this is why I blame Ron and Anko and all the rest of them because you know you want injury and he fucked. Yeah, you know, this is the NFL. This is the NFL. It's like any given Sunday. You know what I mean? Next yeah. man up type thing. But but I say Hudson's not a mic, so you're not going to play Hudson there. Everyone was asking about, well, why, why isn't he playing? Well, yeah, because he doesn't play Mike. So, yeah, he's a he's a so will linebacker. Isn't he, Davis, so, yeah. who doesn't play Mike. You're going to play him there instead. See, so, I mean, it, it doesn't work. So what's going to happen? It's going to be Mayo. Mayo's going to be there, and it's going to be Jamin Davis alongside him. Hmm. But. We're gonna get burnt. We're gonna get burnt. Host. We're gonna get burnt. Gold. It's gonna have yeah. a game, man, against us. And and as Ron's famous saying, I've got to look at the tape. Teams do <laughs> look at the tape, but I don't think they need to look at the tape with, with us. <laughs> they just know, like Scout said, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna burn us, you know. Yeah, it's gonna burn. Yeah. They're gonna burn us. You're gonna go over the just over Mayo's head every single yeah. time, yeah. and he'd be like like trying to claw at a cat. No chance. But then on the flip side, it is like Scout said, any given Sunday. And like you know, yeah. a few and years ago, we beat the Steelers. You know, <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't be surprised if we did beat the Eagles. You know, just because that's that's us. We're up so up and down. Um, the only thing, the only thing that because you're, t- you're totally right, but the only thing that puts me off that is that when we do these big upset wins, we're away from home. Yeah, yeah, we are. No, not, right. we've, ne- no. we've never done it at a one yeah. ground yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. yeah, man. I I just can't I just can't see it this time, man. man. It's, it's so going to be. Problems. It's going to be close. They're coming off a 31-17 win against Miami, which is a bit of a statement win, that, to be fair. Mm. Um, You know, I watched that and I thought, "Mm, yeah, they look look pretty handy, to be honest. Um, I mean, what do you do then to try and what were your keys to victory here? I'll ask you both. uh, Scouse, if you give me a couple, um, and then Alid, if you've got something, um, obviously on offence or defence, let us know. Um, Do you go with the same game plan we had a couple of weeks ago against... Um, the Eagles, because honestly, AJ Brown, as you said, absolutely destroyed us. We weren't, you know, we weren't really protected against um, Jalen Hurts. We let him run. He also let him throw. You know, he had over 300 yards in the game. Um, and obviously, it was a bit of a sling out, you know, a bit of a, yeah, a, gu- a, a gunslinging game, wasn't it? I was quite shocked about, really, because I thought Sam played really well in that game, you know. He did, and, yeah. Um, against one of the, you know, pop, no, realistically, a Super Bowl contender. So, um. But yeah, the biggest key, biggest keys for me, keep Sam upright. That's what that's yeah. what that's rule number one. All right. Second one, stop AJ Brown. Now that mm-hmm. if you got if you got a double team and find double team and get the safety over the top to help him out. Some they're they're the first two keys to victory in this game. Alex, what have you got? Yeah, you know, you, you can't you can't run before you can walk. And like like uh, Scouse says, keep Howell upright. Whether um, we do in max protect or what, just just make it easy for him. You know, don't just don't make it hard. Um, you know, I'm all for the running backs, hand the ball off. You know, Robson Junior, my man. You know, just you know, get it to him. Let's try and move the chains that way. Um, I hopefully the defense, you know, step up, have a good game. But yeah, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough. No word of a lie. Yeah, for me, I think this is a. We've got to go back to a to a, the game we had in Philly a couple of years ago when they were on their unbeaten streak. It's about time of possession. This for me, what we did really well against Philly a couple of weeks ago was on third down we kept them off the field. When they were on third down, they weren't converting. It was three and out. They were off the field. We had the, we had seven three and outs uh, last time, um, and that that was a really good good stat. And we controlled their run game. So if you're asking them to, con- if you're asking to control um, AJ Brown, who's a top top wide receiver, uh, and you're asking for you know the the defense to make sure that Jalen Hurts is 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 flushed or or is staying in that pocket, so he has to make decisions because he does have a gaff in him, the same as all quarterbacks do. To then ask, oh yeah, you've also got to keep this run game there. That's going to be a lot to take on. But over the last four games, when you watch and you look at. Philly's uh, run game it is down um, on what it has been. So I don't think it's actually one of their strengths anymore. Um, you know, they're, they're averaging 
I think it was were well, they were well, they averaging three yards a carry, so it's not a huge amount um, that they're running through there. Yeah, they're, but they're using it as uh, as a means to to get the pass open. Yeah, to absolutely. Yeah, you're and, right, like, that's what they use them nowadays. I mean, because last year they had Miles Sanders, who's more of a bruiser, yeah. and was back. They haven't got him anymore, so they got the uh, Swift, haven't they? DeAndre they've got DeAndre Swift, Swift who's who's an uh, amazing back. He is Let's a very good running back. He is, but he's injury prone, and so you know he's not that bruiser type of running back. So if you can hit him quite hard or early on, you know, you might you might limp out of injuries. You know what I mean? He's, he's got a glass ankle, so if we can if we can somehow <laughs> injure that ankle, that that'll help us out a lot. But <laughs> but the second one, I hope not. The, don't the, want the people third, injured, but yeah, yeah, injured just for the game, not long term. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. Um, and then um, um, what's the other one? Turnovers, I suppose, maybe. Yeah, uh, for, for, for uh, it, well, that wasn't what I was going to say, but it was um, a lot of trial thought. But I just think on defense, we've got to so we've got to make Hurts beat us with the pass. You've got to keep him in the pocket. Don't do not let him be able to run straight up the middle like um, Tyrod did. Like the other the other the, the running back, you know, the other uh, quarterback, even even like Ritter was doing it against us. You know, he's not even a runner, and he was still running miles up. This, this, it's so important that we've got to have somebody in the middle where the linebackers are going to be. You need to have someone right there. You need to have a spy every time, not just even there once in a while. It's got to be every time. For me, Jamie Davis should be that personally. But yeah. I agree with you. Um, we just need to see a little bit of a different set from the defense. We need to see more blitzes. We need to see more, more um, aggressive, yeah. aggressiveness from there. Well, I'll give you this to finish our finishes off then. We'll go with a quick over-under. Over-under three brotherly shoves stroke tush pushes. What are you saying, Alit? How many are we going to see it? Because no doubt about it, they are going to do that stupid, yeah. illegal, illegal move. I know. In my opinion. It, it, it was mad in, in uh, the US when I was there. They were all calling it a rugby move, you know? It was, yeah, it was yeah exactly. It, pricked up my ears. Like, yeah, it was like... A, a mall, a pushover over over the try line, you know. Yeah, it was really interesting. That's what it, that's what it came from, wasn't it? Because it was it was it was it the, the ex um, the, rugby uh, player, ex rugby league lad, the uh, right tackle, is it Mylata? Um, yeah, oh, Jordan, right. Jordan Mylata was actually yeah. a rugby player before he came in, so okay. he came all this idea. Like, hey, why don't we just do this? This is not yeah. good. Oh no, you got to change that yeah, though. I think yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Shit. there needs to. It's they need to, they need to do that. Four and one, you know what you know what they're gonna do. It's gonna be the touch push every single time, <laughs> and you can't stop it. You, can, so you, think you can't get there. So what, is, what you're saying? Over under three. What do you oh, think? It's over all day long, man. Over three in the game. I don't think it's gonna be over three. I think it's gonna be under three because I don't think they're gonna have that many. Um, because they'll well, convert on second. So, or, or, yeah. or, or, you know what I mean. So it won't be an issue. I think it's more than three. Possibly. Right. Last thing then, gents. Um, thanks for being with Zalad all this time as well. We really oh, appreciate you. you being here. Um, if you want to shout out your social media handles and stuff while you're here, let us um, go ahead. Yeah. So on X, as it's now known, I'm at <laughs> Wales Commanders. At yeah. Wales Commanders. Um, yeah. I think I'm about, not not that I'm counting, but I'm about 15 followers off a thousand. So uh, oh, come on, if then, anybody get wants to get me over a thousand, that'll be a nice little... Uh, Bye. I, I'm quit. I'm quitting this game. I'm quitting this game. I've only got you know, fifty. I'm well low down. <laughs> I'm a no mark. I'm not happy with this. So, it's all right, Alec. We'll get you on next week. New <laughs> you take over for me, Alec, if you want. <laughs> you but do yeah. enough, Scouse and Scott. You, you you're on everything. Oh, yeah, no, we're tight. 50 followers. What's that saying? Don't, don't, you, don't you worry about that. If you if you pay, you can pay me in uh, in in uh, yeah in beers. I'm, I'm quite happy. Yeah, I'll go on whatever show. You even I know, I know. Um, but yeah, <laughs> in all seriousness, what we're going then predictions, gents. What we're saying, Scouse. I'll go with you first. Uh, I think it's going to be tighter, tighter than what you think it will be. Like I say, every single, no matter what you think. When it comes down to in-division games, especially in our division, it's always tight, man. It always is. You know, I don't see, you don't, besides the one-off, which was like the, the week one with Dallas getting absolutely hammered 40-0. But that, that that's like a definite outlier. Now, for me, we lose, unfortunately. Um, I think we lose 28-21. So I lose by seven. 28, 21, right. Alid? Yeah, so I, I think it's just going to be straight out 
three touchdowns to two touchdowns in favour of Eagles. So I'm just going to, yeah, just go 21-14 Eagles. 21-14 Eagles. I'm very similar to you. I'm going to go, oh, it's a resounding loss. It's the three of us have said it's a loss. I'm going to go 24-14. Yeah, 10-point loss, um, unfortunately. And it'll be another misery Thursday, which we don't really want. We're, hope, we're hopeful. We're always hopeful. In-division game, you never know. But yeah, it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough ask this week. But hopefully, they're on the metal and we do see a good performance. Thanks very much for being with us, Alex. Really appreciate your time, Scouse. As always, thank you for being with me. Um, I love this hour or so that we get every week. Um, if you've not liked and subscribed, please like and subscribe on our YouTube because Scouse puts his time and effort into putting it on there, and it seems like we don't get any views on there. If you, you download <laughs> the, see uh, books, mate. No one's no, see that. I, I know that. I know that. But the the podcast's going strong on all the spot on all the uh, Spotify and Amazon and um, Apple apps. It is everywhere. You can also get it on Google. So any podcast catcher that you've got. Um, just search One Point Safety Show and it will come up and you can um, leave us a review on there if you'd be so kind as well. Thanks, gents. We'll be back the same time next week and hopefully we have a dub. Who knows? Bye. Thank you for listening to the One Point Safety Show. You can find us on all major podcast apps, Apple, Spotify and Google. Please subscribe to the podcast and if you'd be kind enough, please leave us a five-star review. You can find us both on Twitter at ScouseAndy20 and at ScottyH84. We hope you can join us again for another episode of the One Point Safety Show. Thanks, everybody.